Hello, hello, everyone coming on, jumping on right now. Welcome to Grace Out Loud. I will be bringing Marty Grisham in in a moment. So hello to everybody watching in the United States and around the world. Welcome to our Arc of Grace team, our moderators. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. So let's right away so we can pray. We're going to bring in Marty Grisham. Hey, Amanda, how are you? Uh, a sore. <laughs> how are you? A sore, yeah. <laughs> Well, How it is you? good to be back. It's been good. Yeah. We have been good. We've been busy here in Tulsa. Been traveling the nation with you a little bit and then on our yeah. own. So I'm just doing a lot of good stuff on prayer and healing. So been super busy. Well, busy, busy can be good. Yes. And busy sometimes you got to stop in the middle of it. Absolutely. And go, I got to take a step back for a moment for my sanity. Yeah. Yeah, I so know. That's the balance of busy. We have been endeavoring to learn better how to find rest, take a day off, take a few days off. We're still learning this and working on it, but we're excited to be able to have another Grace Out Loud today. It's been a while. We've all been traveling. We've been, been traveling, really busy. that's why. I know we, we have yeah. it as much as we can, guys. Um, yeah. But Marty had to go and travel right after Miami, right? Did you yes. have to go right after Miami? Yes, and travel. So yep. Marty's, been, Marty's been running all around the United States of America. It's like, where's Waldo, except it's Marty. Yeah, Instead. we've been running too. I mean, like two thousand miles. We could fly, but we just said, "Hey, we'll just we'll just run." So, okay, okay. Not Do you really. remember that game? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Did you know that yes. game? Yeah, I never yep. played that, but I definitely remember that. Yeah, I did. I caught her a couple times. She was hard to catch. Oh wow! And I did. Yep, I caught her a couple of times. So this is like where in the United States is Marty and Jenny? Yeah. Exactly. Well, right now we're in Oklahoma and I think we're going to be okay. We've got maybe one or two trips to throw in between now. Jenny's right here with me between now and December. Yes. We're going to California. A lot of my prayer is going to be joining you, Clay Clark, the reawaken America team. We're going to California around the second or third week of December. We're going to have a good time out there. Um, So we're excited. That's a major trip coming up. We probably have one or two trips between now and then scoping out, spying out the land, going and seeing what's going on in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, Marty. Out yes. The, it, we're going to open up in prayer. Yes, let's do that. Okay. You want to do double prayer today? Let's do double prayer. Okay. 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 You I'll jump it. in. Mm-hmm. I'll get the ball rolling and then you shoot for the hoop. Okay. Father God, we just thank you right now in the precious name of Jesus for your life. You put your life inside us. We thank you okay. for it. You're so good. You're so precious. You put the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost inside us. We now become a sanctuary. We now become a temple of the precious Holy Spirit. So we thank you that you are abiding not just with us, but you abide in us. So now as we pray, we pray from the place knowing that you're inside us and we're able to pray your perfect will. We're able to pray, having your heart and your mind be made known to us because you're inside us. So, Father, we pray now that all the hearers, everyone that watches this show, Lord, that you touch them today. Lord, you know where every one of your people are. You know what they need. You know the nudge they need, the prompting they need, the tugging they need. You know the healing the insight, you know, the inspiration, you know, just the downloads, the revelatory insight that you need to bring them, you know. So Lord, we're asking you to meet them where they are 
You're the master of love, loving them, loving their spirit, their soul, their body. So we're asking you to meet them right where they are and just show your loving kindness to them in this show today. Yeah, it doesn't matter what comes tomorrow. We know we walk with you. We we walk with you in the here and now, and we walk with you tomorrow. So we know whatever comes to this nation, whatever comes our way, it doesn't matter because there's nothing greater than you. There's nothing bigger than you. There's nothing more powerful than you. And we set our heart and we set our mind upon you. We trust you. We fellowship with you. And we thank you. So I just speak in the name of Jesus from the office in which I sit, and I declare divine protection. I declare divine protection over us in the name of Jesus, that we will walk in places with darkness all around us, but we will stay in shafts of light. Yeah, like shafts of light being held together by the very angels and the messengers of God, keeping us enshrouded in divine protection. So we thank you that we'll walk in the light. We will never be confused of what's going on to the right or the left. We'll walk with you. We'll walk in the light. We thank you for divine protection. And that a thousand may fall at our side that even 10,000 may fall at our own right hand, but only with our eyes will we see the reward of the wicked. So that is your promise to us. That's a promise we take by faith. That's a promise we thank you for, and that's a promise that you fulfill because we judge you faithful in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we come before you. We praise you that you are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. Father, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He willingly came to the earth, knowing he was going to die at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He redeemed us. He made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation, Lord. We praise you. He rose again in three days. He ascended back into heaven after appearing to many, took his victorious place at your right hand where he is our advocate before your throne. And we honor that before you this day. Father, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Ruach HaKadosh, to fill where we are, Lord, to fill this time, Father God, to saturate the atmosphere with your presence, Lord, that the weight of your glory would fall, that the power of your presence, Lord, would move, that you would lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. Father, we say by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. 
Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority over every plot scheme, contract, assignment, weaponry, blueprint, attack, strategy, harm, Father God, slander, Lord, Father God, threats that the enemy, satanic agents, dark forces, unclean spirits, Father God, and weak willing hosts would attempt. And we command in the name of Jesus Christ as we apply the blood of Jesus, it be broken, canceled, aborted, destroyed, dismantled, disabled, thwarted, disrupted, blocked, nullified, voided, their communication lines completely disrupted so they cannot carry out their plans. Bound and cast back to the pits and the dry places in the areas you have designated, Lord, to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return or have anything sent in its place. Father, take all the glory for yourself, Lord. You, the earth is your footstool. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Take all the glory for yourself, Father God. You are the author and finisher of our faith. You are the potter we are merely the clay father god without have life and we praise you we lift up your holy name today father god in the name of jesus christ amen and amen hallelujah praise amen. the lord wow praise, praise god the lord. Okay, good, good praying yeah. this morning always good to start with prayer yeah praise the lord yeah god um, is good he well he is all the time all the time god i just good. feel like today we're going to have some very sweet tender instructions for the listeners. It's going to be things of the heart today. I just got some instruction on that while you were praying. I just okay, feel yeah. like we're just going to just remind everyone for the things that may come ahead, preparing now, what do we do? So praise God. But I think caption this would be next, right? I'm pretty excited, Amanda. This. We do. I'm pretty Marty. excited. You are? Okay. All right. So which one should we put up first? Um, let, let's put up Marty's first today. Oh, now, come on. Let's do Marty's first. Oh, oh my gosh. Marty, did you get that from Hobby Lobby, that squirrel? Because that looks like a Hobby Lobby squirrel. Let me tell you, I know every aisle in Hobby Lobby. Outside of Noble, that's my two favorite animals in the world. <laughs> Whether they're real or not, it doesn't matter because I live in an imagination place. Um together in a tree, just fellowshipping. It's just, it's, it's so beautiful. What would you caption that, Amanda? Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know about the Hobby Lobby. I would cap, I would, well, what do squirrels do? They go, they go and they collect and they forage <laughs> and they collect nuts. So, so Gumbo is astounded at the enormous <laughs> acorn that this Mr. Squirrel just collected and he's got right now up in his little house there and Gumbo is looking at it and just so impressed. He's just shouting, you're nuts. You're nuts. Exactly. You're nuts. And Caption looking up this. there because that's where all his nuts are stored <laughs> up in his house. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and that's how, that's uh, how we decorate for fall around here, around the Grisham. Oh home. yeah. I like to decorate for fall because <laughs> I decorate according to the seasons of what I see outside yes. my house. So if I'm seeing all yellows and reds and golds and things, well, that's what I'm going to decorate my house with. And in the winter, right in the winter, all I see, or the only green thing in New York are, are pine trees. Right. Yeah. So what do I do? I have them up in the house with lights on till March. Because it's the only thing outside that's green. So, you know what I mean? So that's what we decorate. Whatever I see outside is what you're going to see in my house, basically. Well, I know Chris does a really good job dressing for the season. He's very seasonal with his clothing. So oh that's my always. Goodness. He thinks he's Mr. GQ right now. Chris just, <laughs> Chris just, Chris has suddenly, let me tell you something, guys. Before 
the brain injury, Chris had zero fashion sense. The brain injury happened and suddenly Mr. GQ steps out. Oh, that's so funny. Wanting to match his suit and his socks and his ties and this and that. And fa- so he looked like a cowboy yesterday. It was kind of funny. He dressed like he was from Montana yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. With his new zip up, uh, his new zip up cowboy boots that he got. But, zip up um, cowboy boots. Wow. Yeah, he finally found zip up so he could, he could, you know, put them on himself. Yeah, so yeah, good. he was very excited about that. He wore them yesterday <laughs> to church. So anyway. Oh uh, yeah, and that that's enough for Chris's fashion corner. This segment Chris's of fashion out corner loud. that should be a whole show. Chris's fashion yeah. corner. Okay, we'll put up. I'll put my picture up. Yes, bring it on. <laughs> that's Chester with a pickle. <laughs> that pickle got feather feet. Yes, it does. Holy moly! So that's um. <clears throat> wow, I, I'm having a hard time captioning this. Um, the pickle looks very innocent and um. Yeah. I don't know. What are you getting here, Amanda? Yeah, I'm really like, don't touch my pickle. Don't that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Don't touch <laughs> my pickle. Looking. Yep. Yeah, that's we that's a good have, one. We actually have an employee whose nickname is that. The other employee is <laughs> nicknamed him Pickles. So it's kind of funny. But yep, there's Chester, yep, with one of his toys up there in the in the cat area we have, which like it's it's really another kind of like living room. Yeah. But we made it for the cats where they have all like hammocks and they have cat towers and toys and oh, it's great up there. Cat towers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cat towers. Like how many yeah. How many cats are living together? Five. Okay, good. And you never know in this house. A, thank God we have, you know, amazing help and the house is yeah. kept very much in order. So you'd never know we have as many animals in the house as we do. But. Uh, the, we have five cats. Two of them venture downstairs during the day, Chester and Sadie, right? The rest of them wait for Cyrus to go to sleep at night. And they come downstairs and they run around and they play. <laughs> oh, wow. Our two sons venture downstairs whenever they're hungry. So, yeah, well, we have a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're hungry they're a lot. They're teenagers. So. Like, this is, this is the time of your life, Marty and Jenny, where they're going to eat you out of house and home, and you yeah. probably should buy, like, those, like, freeze-dried food supplies, just in That's case. That's a great idea. The 25-year <laughs> cans of long-term storage for end times. Great That's idea. I love it. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Jenny says no. So, okay. <laughs> no, Jenny's going, no way. So, that, that's Praise this God. caption for this week, everyone. Yeah, that was a good caption. This that's beautiful feather pickle feet. I love feather pickle feet. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard to say, feather pickle feet. So praise God. I, I'm not even going to try because if I mess up and say something I shouldn't, <laughs> it will go viral. well. Praise God. So um, there's a lot going on today in this world we live in. Yes. Um, I just had was kind of quickening my heart while I go to. Um, oh yeah, but you know also. I wanted to bring up because of your staff there. I wanted to bring up that you are joining us in about three weeks for the Tulsa Healing Revival number four. You join us with number one and you're back with number four. We actually have some photos here and that's our friends joining us here. And we also could. I know all of them. Yes. There we are. I know all of them. So Friday night, Amanda, I haven't even talked with you. Friday night, we're going to do what's called a prayer panel. And we're going to get up there and each one of us are going to have questions. 
and I'm okay. going to get to ask those. So we're going to have a lot of fun. So prepare your heart, Amanda. There's no telling what I'm going to ask you. I have. Oh my goodness. I'm going to need prayer for this guy. Yeah. You need I to pray up for this one. Bring me. the whole team. Okay. I believe there's is. Could we play the video real, real quickly of the healing revival? Was lovely. I was popping my head to it. I was doing this number right here, and I had to stop just in time. I didn't want anyone to see me dance. Uh, let me tell you, Marty, you you don't want Chris dancing is one of the funniest things you will ever see. I have got to dance with Chris sometimes. You have Crazy. to because it is one of the funniest things you will ever see is Chris dancing. <laughs> it, it's absolutely great. It is. Mm -hmm. We have something really special about this healing revival. I've um. I have been a student yeah. of healing. I've been a student of prayer mm -hmm. and then faith and healing, faith and healing yes. and prayer and healing. They all just kind of work together. Prayer will lead you into healing and healing. You yes. take it by faith. And so I really love the, I've been studying intently, like even on the plane to Miami and Detroit, my heart has been fixed on some truths. And one of the truths, Amanda is many times um, we see the word of God and we see receiving the spiritual blessings that he's already provided for us. We see many times those blessings and we run and go lay hold of them and endeavor to take them really quickly. Yeah. Now they already belong to us, but what I want to talk about today, I think we're going to talk about the things of the heart was, well, we actually receive the things by faith. And the Bible talks about how faith Mark 11, 24 and 23, how faith is of the heart. Yes. And so what I wanted to talk about with this healing revival is I am creating some specific videos of healing that is going to prepare people that are coming to this event. So I okay. highly, highly encourage if you want divine healing, this is the one event. This is our last healing revival of the year. Um, this is the one event you absolutely want to come to. And so goes yeah. this event, Amanda, Stacy Whited, Pastor Dave and Katie, Jenny and I, we're all coming together. And before we come together for that two days, I'm going to create videos for multiple days that will be fed to everyone who's coming. And they will get to build their faith up like climbing steps going up a ladder. And their faith will be built up each day that when they get there, there'll be that point of contact whether showing up in the room or hands laid on them, that they will have that moment to release their faith. But we will take a week or two building their faith up before then. Many times someone wants to show up and it's almost like going through a drive through Hey, I want to order and I want my healing in two minutes. But maybe their heart's not ready to receive. That's maybe they, they haven't developed that faith. So we want to help them. This is the one healing revival you absolutely don't want to miss. You know, it, it was Jesus himself, Yeshua, that said, your faith has made you whole. 
Yes, I love it. Your faith has made you whole. And yeah. the thing with healing that uh, I think people need to grasp is that the Lord knows where your heart is at. Okay. Yeah. God is not healing you so you can go right back to doing everything that might have gotten you there in the first place. Well said. He's healing you to turn from all of that. Yeah. To turn from it completely. Yeah. And now go down this this new road with the Lord of healing and wholeness and restoration and order and all of those things. So you have to be ready to turn from all of it. Yeah. I'm not going back there because that's what repentance is. It's completely turning. Yeah. And so people have to be ready to do that also. You know, you, you can't you can't ask. Right. To say, say, for example, right. Somebody somebody ended up with emphysema from smoking. Right. And they're still occasionally smoking, but they want to be healed from emphysema. <laughs> well, if you know you want her to be healed just to go right back to pick up cigarettes again. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. Well, the Bible talks about when you cast a spirit out, not that every sickness is demons. Yeah. Every sickness is not a demon, but no. there are some that have been induced or invoked by demons. But yeah. the Bible clearly says when you cast a demon out, the demon will go wander dry places, and then he's going to come back to see if he can bring seven others with him. That's and right. so any time also, many not every time, but many times when you get healed of something, that sickness, whether it's demonic induced or not, may endeavor to try to come back. So you don't want to just get healed, but you want to set up the barrier protection to stay healed. Well, that's just it. Exactly. Yeah. You you want to set it up. That's exactly right. Yeah. A barrier of protection so the enemy cannot infiltrate back in and, and then try to intrude and break down the doors to your house again. Yeah. You know, you want the alarm system in place. Yeah, you want the gate in sure. place that won't open, you know, to the things that the enemy wants to bring that are only going to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. Well, in talking about these things, um, so we just definitely want to invite everyone to come join Jenny and I, Amanda and Chris, uh, David, or, or Stacy Whited of the Flower Conservatives. Yeah. And, and joy, just come and join all of us for this wonderful two days of healing. Um, we're going to be really ready to bring everything we have to just help you, but you got a part to play. And so, so that's enough of that, but let's get over to where we are today because Amanda, things are going on today. Yeah. None of us, we all see dimly. We all see just in part. So even those of us, yeah. So even those, those of us who have seen little slices of the prophetic tomorrows, it's still pieces and parts. It's just God is not taking any one of us and giving us the full picture of what tomorrow, 2024, what's it look like with Russia? What's it look like with China? What's it look like with Israel? As far as wars and rumors of wars, now there are wars and there are rumors of wars. Yes. And let me tell you something, wars is a whole lot worse than rumors of wars because wars is no longer rumors. It's actually stuff going on. So Combat. what's tomorrow look like? Well, if we get so focused on what tomorrow looks like, we'll get so distracted by that that we'll stop looking at ourselves. And yes. so the scripture I have for us today is Proverbs 4.23. Mm -hmm. Keep your heart with all diligence. Proverbs 4.23. This is yes. the King James. 
keep your heart. This is such a beautiful scripture. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. The Berean Study Bible, Standard Bible, says, guard your heart, for from it flows life, the issues of life. The NIV says, above all, guard your heart. I love that. Guard your heart. You know, if you're going out watching horror films, if you're going out and watching crazy shows, if you're going out and watching some things and you're expecting God to deliver you from fear, good luck. Because exactly. you're just feeding yourself. You're feeding you. We need to dragon. start. Yeah, we got to start That's guarding our heart. To say. Yeah, you're feeding the dragon. Don't feed the dragon. Barbara would say that all the time. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I've seen people do this. They'll have an ailment in their body, and it's legitimate. They're having a pain or something, and they'll go to the doctor. Before they go to the doctor, they'll go to Dr. Google, and they'll Google what they're feeling, and they'll get all wrapped up from Dr. Google's advice, what's going on, and 80% of the time, it's not accurate. Not that Google's wrong, but just because they're having a pain right here doesn't mean that they've got a big lump of cancer right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, but you get yourself worked up in in believing something than other than the word of God. So we're to guard our heart. But it says also in the NIV, above all, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. The New American Standard says, watch your heart. And I found the Marty's translation. Holy moly, Amanda, I literally Googled. Okay, I didn't Google. I wrote the Marty translation for this scripture. One of my first Marty translation scriptures, protect your heart. 24-7, never letting up, never letting your guard down because the heart is the most valuable gift you've ever been given. I like that. Yeah, it's a good translation. It is. Yeah, so far like it's that, that one scripture. It might grow. It might grow on you. Yeah, so <laughs> so that's what we have, Amanda. Uh, just let's, let's talk about just our, our responsibility because some people are like, oh, Marty, pray that God protects me. There is a protection, but there's also the things that you should do for yourself well there is things and 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 exercising wisdom is one of them if you don't have wisdom you're not going to know what to do with healing you're not going to know what to do with what what god gives you you're not going to know how to be disciplined in the direction he wants you to go so you have to not only ask for it i ask for it on a daily basis from the lord every day i ask him for wisdom because from that you mature in, 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 in the things of God and in the instruction of God and heeding to that instruction. And I'm, I'm going to tell people something when it comes to uh, what we're talking about. Sometimes sickness ends up becoming your friend, mm. but it's not a very good friend. No, It's actually a toxic friend, but they get so used to it. Yeah. It becomes their friend. Yeah. And they give it a greater identity than it really deserves. Yeah. And and it becomes everything they repeat and talk about is all oh, the ailments wow. they've gone through. It's like it's a it's a badge of honor when really you shouldn't be feeding the dragon, you should be suffocating it. Yeah. And not giving it place. Your words have power. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Our words have power. And if we keep speaking something over ourselves, yeah. Like it's our friend when it's our enemy, we get ourselves enslaved. You get yourself enslaved to that very thing. So people have to break off the friendships 
that they have had with sickness because it's one of their only constants in their life, which is total dysfunction, which is total disorder. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and Jesus said in Luke 6.45, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Now we see the importance of why Proverbs 4.23 is so important. Because in Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep your heart, guard your heart. Marty's translation, protect your heart 24-7. All of these amazing translations, especially Marty's translation. Protect, guard, keep your heart because of Luke 6.45. Because from your heart, if you don't protect it and you let the wrong stuff in it, if you let an abundance in there, you'll speak it, and then suddenly you're producing that negative in your life. We're to get the word of God and put inside there. That's why we're to protect it and guard our heart, our ear gate and our eye gate. We don't just allow anything in our life, right? We don't just go watch anything or do anything because all of that stuff begins to feed us inside here. Now, it is touching the soul, but it also endeavors to feed on the inside, the heart of man. And Jesus said, out of the abundance that you put in here, your mouth speaks. And then the principle falls into motion that if I'm speaking it, believing it from my heart, I am actually creating it and producing it, and I will have what I say. You have to guard your heart. You know, Jesus himself said it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. Yeah. It's what comes out. Yeah. It's what comes out of him that defiles him because the Pharisees were so concerned about dietary laws. You know, and the people keeping all of that, but what was coming out of the Pharisees' mouth was way more defiling than them eating an unclean food. Yeah. You know, and 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 Jesus made a you know a point there that that really checked them because it isn't what goes into a man necessarily that defiles him, it's what comes out. Yeah. That is going to ultimately defile him. Although I'm not giving you license to go to McDonald's every day. No, this is not giving that is this is not giving you license to do that. But I'm saying that you we have to that's why. This is why guard your heart, death and life and the power that all of this leads yeah. up to what Jesus was saying. It's not what goes into a man that defiles him, it's what comes out of him. Yeah, yeah. And you're quoting there, I really love that scripture you're quoting. I think it's Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it or they that operate in it are going to eat whatever fruit it produces. That's That's what it's basically saying there. Marty's translation, because it actually says in the King James, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. But that's Mm -hmm. a little bit confusing. So it's basically saying, whatever you choose to say, you're going to produce that fruit in your life. Now, here's an interesting point. I was teaching on this lately, Amanda, and the Lord quickened me and said, son, you see I only gave two options for with your mouth? Everything you speak is either going to be in one category or the other. He didn't say there's eight categories. One is death and one is life and one is medium and one is you're kind of pleasing to me and one is you're tiptoeing on the edge of slipping into the slippery slope. He said, no, everything is going to be in one category or the other that you speak. It will be death or it will be life. Choose life. That's right. Choose life. Honestly, because life is what brings growth. Yeah. That's what brings growth. Good growth, right? Harvest, yeah. right? So yeah. 
choosing death is going to do nothing but constantly destroy and uproot what the Lord is trying to build in your life. Yeah. That's all it's going to do. Because, you know, there are people out there and what happens is, and I've, I've seen this happen quite a few times before, the Lord starts to build something with them, right? Yeah. And they're, they are still immature emotionally or spiritually and things don't go their way. So what do they do? They immediately uproot it, yeah. cut that off and try to immediately start something else <clears throat> and do something else. And then they do the same thing. They uproot it because something doesn't go their way or something gets hard. And then they want something else to be planted in the Lord to build something else. The Lord is not a cereal planter. No. And what, I, he's, what I mean by that is <laughs> yeah. he's not going to keep planting things that you are going to purposely uproot Yeah. because you're not mature enough to see it out. Yeah. He's not going to do that. You know, if you're constantly changing an identity or, or doing these things with with businesses or with ministries or with other things because something doesn't go your way. Well, at some point, the Lord is going to stop planting seed because all you're doing constantly is ripping the good seed out and allowing more yeah. tears to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so true. And he's, I love, uh, it's almost uh, you a cereal. I love how you said that. It's not just going to produce and produce in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, when you were praying earlier, um, I was just quickened about, which I think this show is already running that way. So, and it's looking, I'm thinking, I feel real good about how we're just encouraging and reminding, and some are being taught for the first time, the importance of guarding this on yeah. the inside. And uh, so that's what the Lord quickened me. He just quickened me like, hey, let's today encourage and enlighten people and remind them that although we pray for divine protection, there's things that we do. Yes. And one of the things is to absolutely re re refuse fear. Fear is absolutely powerful. It is the complete opposite of faith. You would probably say, well, Marty, it is faith. You're just believing in the wrong thing. It is. I think I just stole your one of your probably, you were fixing to probably fix, say that. Um, but here's a scripture right here. Um, in 2 Timothy 1, 7, we all know this, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love of a sound mind. Sound See, mind. God has given us what his will is for us, and he does not will fear. That's what this scripture right. is showing us. Number one, it could be spirit-induced. And then another thing, he's showing us his will. His will for us is not fear. It's peace, love, joy, Amen. peace, power, a sound, a sound mind. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, meekness, gentleness, self-control, you know, things like yeah. that. The, the, these are good fruits. This is a good crop to be produced. That's what you yeah. want on your tree, you know? Yeah. And so it takes discipline for that to happen. It takes discipline of this for that to yes. happen. Yeah. Small instrument, big impact. And it takes discipline for that to happen. And a lot of people don't want to get this discipline. They want all the material things and the blessings, right? And yeah. all of that, but they can't get this under control. Well, yeah. if you can't get this under control, you're going to destroy it anyway, what God's going to give you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The and, tongue and is the most powerful maturity. part. It is. Yeah, the, the tongue is the most powerful part. It is not. You might be a weightlifter and you can curl 150 pounds with one arm, which I can tell you that's a lot of weight with one arm. I mean, and you can you might deadlift or be able to squat 
you know, 700 pounds, which is a lot of weight for squatting or deadlifting. You know, I think the record of, of, of deadlifting, you know, picking up is probably close to a thousand, between a thousand and 1100 pounds. That's a lot of weight, but that is nothing compared, compared to the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue outrules everything. Your whole life is steered by your tongue. You're going to speak life or you're going to speak death. Choose to speak God's word. See, if interesting comes, and I'm saying the word if, if interesting times come, Mm -hmm. we have to begin now preparing and guarding our heart that will keep our heart and our mind on Jesus and on the word. And so when do we practice this? Well, we don't practice this, Amanda, when the crazy might come. We practice it now. In the time of rest, we develop the daily routine of guarding and keeping ourselves. And then if challenges come, then we're already fastened into the word of God, ready for anything that comes. That's right. And and when you allow the Lord to put his yoke on you, right? Now, I'll give you an example. An ox is a very powerful animal. Very stubborn, though, right? Headstrong. Yeah. Um, has the potential to wreck many things um, if left to its own devices. But when an ox is yoked, right, that ox now doesn't have free reign anymore in a way to do whatever it wants to do. Now the yoke is coming on from the master and the master steers the ox. So the ox becomes a tool or a vessel that ends up tilling and preparing and helping grow what's going into the soil. But that only happens when that ox is yoked because then the ox and its stubbornness and its power is harnessed in the right direction. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to allow themselves to be yoked by God. Uh-oh. So he's steering. Uh-oh. Amanda's stepping on some toes. Go ahead, Amanda. <laughs> They don't want to, but they don't want to allow themselves to be yoked by God for him to steer. And what do they do? They trample their fields. They trample their crops. Yeah. They trample the growth because they're left to all their own devices with not the proper (laughs) amount of direction. Let me just say this because I've been made aware of this. Um, It kind of quickened to me over the last few days because I call a lot of our followers and I talk with them and I love on them and pray with them and encourage them and just also just say hi, you know, and, and, um, I would say over the last month or two, I keep having this one recurring, just this intuition, this uh, prompting on the inside about men because men, well, they're kind of like an ox. You don't talk about somebody being stubborn. I'm telling you a guy can be stubborn. I mean, ask my wife, she knows. She knows what stubborn oh, looks like. Chris can be. Chris uh, has his moments. We're just a bunch of big ox walking around, you know? Yeah. And I'm only saying this because I have the most respect for men because I happen to be one. Um, and I'm aware of that publicly and I'm not going to change. <laughs> praise God. We're pretty secure in who we are. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Um, but being a guy, let me speak to the men real quickly. God made you man. He made you testosterone. He made you muscle, bicep, tendon, steel, strength, hammer, wood, nails. He made you concrete. He made you whatever. What You might even be a computer keyboard guy, but he made you man. He made you 
strong. He made you leader. He made you strong. He made you stubborn. Be stubborn with the devil, not with God. That's amen. With That's a God. There's only one option in men, and it's called tenderheartedness. With the devil, it is fierce. It is fighting. It's spitting a loogie in the devil's eye. It's swinging and knocking his head off, kicking him in the crotch, whatever it takes, Amanda. But with God, there's a tenderness. And we lay down the walls, and we lay down the warrior spirit, and we lay it aside to come to this loving, caring, tender father. That's a wonderful way to put it. Be stubborn with the devil, not with God. Yeah. That's and, and that's where it comes with being harnessed, with like being yoked. Yeah. And allowing the Lord to harness that. And I'll give an example from my own life, okay? I am Italian, right? Uh-oh. With also a Hungarian line believed to be Jewish. So come on. But from the city, right? Okay. <clears throat> Italians from the city are known to be hot-headed, explosive, <laughs> impatient. I mean, I can go on and on. I grew up with all of them. I bought the T-shirt for this, right? <laughs> and left to its own devices can cause a lot of dysfunction, division, anger, instability. But that explosiveness works very well in the prophetic. Yeah. So what wow. did the Lord do? He yoked me. I allowed him to yoke me, right? I submitted. Yeah. And he harnessed all of that passion and all of that 4th of July, because the 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 uh, mix of Italian I am, Bades, Calabrese, and Sicilian is also known as a firecracker because we explode. <laughs> we tend to explode. So, But the Lord took all of that and he harnessed it in that direction instead. And now it's being used for the purposes of God in a wonderful way. What could have been destructive is being used because Spirit of the Lord hit me and I could just take off like a rocket. It's that explosiveness <laughs> that's there, that passion from that, that the Lord yeah. has now yoked and steered in the correct direction. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. That's really good. <laughs> it's and and you know, self-awareness. Let's just, yeah. I mean, you you knew, you knew who you were, but you know how you knew who you were, and this was literally just quickened to me by the Holy Ghost. I love it when we have prophetic teaching. Yeah. The Lord just literally, I mean, in the middle of me saying, you know who you were, he just quickened me because you looked to the word. You know, the Bible says that you'll look to the word and you'll see a mirror of yourself, of who God sees you. You have to conform to the word. So when you look to the word, it's designed to be a mirror that you see and then begin to say what the word says about you. That's how you did that, Amanda. You could not have let go of the firecrackerness, if that is such a word, without God, without the word. You looked into the word of God and you found the true identity of Amanda Grace. You found and you saw the word. You found Amanda there. And then what'd you do? You begin to speak the word over you. That conformed you and that that faith caused you to have faith in the grace to change. Grace isn't just a grace. Now, Amanda Grace, but grace isn't just that saving grace. It's the conforming and the ability and the um, empowering grace for us to every day walk in his anointing and to be who he calls us to be. So you begin to speak the word over you. I know you had to. I know you did for healing. I know you had. You were in a wheelchair for how many years? 
Oh my goodness. I was in it for points. So like there was one time I was in it for like um, a couple of months, but then there was that point where I was in it for over a year and a half. Oh, wow. Wow. Where I was like paralyzed. You know what I mean? Like for, me- for all medical purposes and intentional purposes. And you had to begin to speak the word over you because yes. you saw the mirror image of who God called you, but that caused you to step into the ability to, to receive that healing. And so you are no longer the, I mean, you got some firecracker in you. I've seen it a little bit, but as far as the explosive outward causing problems, because now your firecracker is being used as a solution in the prophetic camp. Yes. No longer a problem in the world's camp. Exactly. And, And that's what the Lord can do. You see, God can take what could be, would be corruptible in the world. Yeah. And he can turn it and use it for his glory and mold it that it is used for the right purposes yeah. and the right reasons. You know, it's kind of like someone that that's been given a gift to play an instrument, right? Because, yeah. or to sing because Lucifer was given that mm. gift in heaven and he had pipes built into his throat and to sing the praises of God and usher people into the glory of God or usher, you know, individuals and, and, and angel, other angels and things of that nature. But when he fell, he took that gift and he built a wicked empire out of it. Yeah. The music industry. So somebody today who has a gift like that, that gift that God gives in itself is pure. Man chooses through being influenced by the enemy to corrupt it. And they either go towards the corruptible where now that's used to open up the soul to plant, to plant seeds that the enemy wants planted, or it's used to usher people into the presence of God and the glory of God and to bring people closer to the Lord and yeah. to open up their souls to his presence. Yeah. Same gift. And if you go the way of the world mm-hmm. and if you're tempted by the enemy to be put in chains, to be used, to be used basically as a trophy piece for him mm-hmm. and <laughs> sing in such a way that brings him accolades that, that, that it furthers his agenda that's that gift then has been taken and it's been corrupted yeah. completely same gift. So we have to remember that. Yeah. 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 There's so much to be said about um, the heart of mankind and even being able to embrace the gifts you were called to, you know, you embrace yeah. those on the inside and you look to the word, but then you get the word in you and it allows you to accept and walk in the destiny, the divine call, the divine destiny, the the grace, um, the giftings and the anointings and the mantles where he's called to, even the body of Christ who aren't called to the fivefold are still called to do the work of the ministry. We're all, we're all supposed to be developing ourselves to work in unison and in sync with the Holy Spirit. That way he can come and work to us and through us on behalf of others. This is everybody. This isn't just, ooh, the great superstar ministers. No, no, no. Forget the superstar. We are here just trying to help people rise up to do the work of the ministry. But all of this functions as we guard our heart, protect our heart. And so there's a scripture in um, John 14, 1. Listen to this, real just the first part of it. Let not your heart be troubled. In this scripture, this is Jesus speaking to you and I, and he's saying, you don't let your heart be troubled. A lot of people want to pray to God, oh, God, protect my heart. Oh, God, keep me from this, keep me from that. But listen to what he said. He said, you need to take care of your heart. You guard it, you keep it, you protect it. You 
take care of when you see events of the few, I'm saying something by the Holy Ghost. When you see events of the future begin to unveil and begin to fall into place, check your heart, keep your heart, run to the word. Don't run to ABC News. Don't run to CNN. Don't run even to the newspaper. Don't run to Sister Susie, who always knows what's going on in every nation. Don't run to just anyone's mouth. Run to the word. See the the mirror image of what God's saying about this. Keep This is what he's saying. Keep your heart. Don't let your heart be troubled. So fear is going to come. Fear is going to come. They're going to come up here fearful thoughts, trying to say, oh no, this bad, whatever's going on is coming your way. Keep your heart, keep your heart, speak out of your heart and resist the devil. Do you know the thoughts of fear that come to your soul are literally just equal to Satan himself because they're from him. They're from the father of lies. We are to speak to Satan and we're to speak to those thoughts. Thoughts of fear, I refuse you in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, if I command you, if I refuse you, you have to flee. So tell the thoughts of fear to go. Don't allow them in the trap of your mind. Don't allow them in the gate or the doorway of your mind. This is all part of protecting your heart because fear that comes in here is trying to affect you here. That's amen. That is, yeah. you know, fear is an interesting because fear has its own army because yeah. Satan is not omniscient. He's not omnipotent. He cannot be everywhere at once. Right. So you have these rulers of the darkness that then have armies under them. Right. Yeah. And fear has an army. Mm. Fear most definitely has an army because the enemy cannot get you. Okay to come into agreement with something to harm you unless fear first comes in. So fear has to come in first. Fear and doubt work together in tandem in order to get you to come into agreement with what they're trying to influence you with. So then the door opens for that to actually come in. Yeah. So that's why when you feel it, you have to rebuke it immediately and say, I come out of agreement with fear. In Jesus' name. Yeah. I come out of agreement. Father, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I come out of agreement with fear. I come out of agreement with this thought. I come out of agreement with these circumstances in the name of Jesus. I come out of agreement. Once you do that, you're severing the very avenue and highway they need in order to get to you. I'm giving you a key here right now. Yeah. It's good. From the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And you did it because you basically spoke to the fear. Now, Jesus said in what Mark eleven twenty three, whoever, that's whoever does it. That's not a certain class of people. No. Oh, the most spiritual. No, no, this is everybody. Whosoever, whoever will speak to the mountain. Well, the mountain in this situation that we're talking about is fear. Whoever speaks into the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says shall come to pass, he'll have she will or he will have whatever they saith. Now, the point of this is, this is what Jesus did the very first time he was tempted. If you go to Mark 4 and you look at verse 1, Mark, I'm sorry, Matthew, I'm so sorry, Matthew 4, Matthew 4, 1, Matthew 4, 1, then Jesus was led 
by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, as you read through that next few verses, you'll see there's three times that Satan specifically attempted him. And every single time he did the same thing. He said these words, it is written. Jesus became a master of speaking God's word every time something come against him. Every time. And this is really a point that I was sharing with this in the last few days. And it really stuck. This one point really stuck me. 100% of the time that he was tempted, he spoke the word. Why should we do anything different? 100% of the time, he said, it is written, Satan. And then he quoted the word of God to the devil. Amen. Why should we do Christians means we are Christ-like, means we look like him, we walk like him, and we talk like him. You should be speaking the word of God every single temptation that comes. We, we should, because that's yeah. the sword. That's the sword of the spirit mm. and the armor of God. Exactly. You got to swing your sword. sword. If a sword is plunged into the ground, yeah. right, it's not usable. Right, it's ineffective. It's when the sword comes comes up and out that yeah. you can swing it that it becomes a weapon. Hebrews four twelve. Yep, it be the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two edged sword, penetrating yeah. to the dividing line of soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, and is a discerner. Mm, that's good. A discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's not only a sword; it's a discerner. Because it literally, because it says down to the dividing line here, what the intents are of the heart, what the intents are of that person. That's what the word of God does. When you speak it, it not only discerns you into your heart, but it helps you discern others. Because of the, I'm going to say this cautiously, but eh, I'm a loud mouth. (laughs) Because of the hyper-spiritual state of the body of Christ today, there's a much, and it's not just today. It's been this way for decades. I've been around for a little while. I know I look young, but, you know, I'm kind of getting there. Um, There's a hyper-super-spiritual state today. Yeah. And because of that, the word discernment is used a lot. Oh, I've got the discerning. and Listen, I'm cool with that. I'm really good with that. I love that. But the number one discerner in your life should be the word of God. I, I totally agree with that. Mm. You have to ask the Lord to yeah. help sharpen your discernment. And the yes. way he does that is through this and your Come time on. with him. That's the way he That's does it. it. Yeah. That will keep you from getting off and getting flaky and weird. And that'll keep you in line with him. See, the spirit of God, oh, is spiritual and is as floaty around as he is, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but the Spirit of God, hey, he hovered up over the face of the deep. This is what he does. He moves. So this moving Spirit of God always follows the Word of God. He does. He's the Word. He, he's bound by his Word. Yeah. So, you know, in the Word, I tell people this about prophecy too. God in prophecy, right, is going to quote himself. Because he is the word. So if you're speaking the word of the Lord, you're going to hear hints of God's word in that word. Yeah. Because he's bound by it. Yeah. He's bound by his word, you know? And if he speaks and it is, right? And we are made in his image. 
and he gave us a mouth to speak, then when we speak this, you see something transpire from that. That happens in the spirit first and then transpires in the natural. Yeah. yeah. What's that scripture? Um, uh, Sadie's so here. Sadie's been sound asleep. My cat has been sound asleep while you're looking for the scripture here. There she is. She's been sound asleep the entire time of our broadcast. <laughs> One of our cats. I mean, I know, I absolutely know that this happens to you a lot because when we were in Miami, you got up and shared, you know, Ark of Grace, Loudmouth, we're going to go to the back, we're going to pray. And yes. we had we had instant healings and miracles. We had people, ears open. You guys, you and uh, Chris and, and Gus and your team ministered a long time. We were moving all around you, and there's a lot of people. And I went through quite a bit of the line asking, um, you know, are there more people that want healing? A lot of people wanted to meet you, praise God, wanted um, prayer, wanted you to speak in, in, into their life. And so I see that happens with you and it happens with me and it happens with a lot of ministers. People will walk up to us and say, have you got a word for me? Yes. Oh, I hear that. Yes. And I, I love, I love that because it means they love God. They're hungry for God and they're, they're searching him and they probably been searching diligently in their own life. But sometimes, you know, they understand, Hey, maybe, maybe God has something to say. Well, my word is right here. This is what it is as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. This is first Peter two, two. This is my word into the body of Christ today. We are spiritual. The Holy Ghost is going to move on you. You're, he's going to take you in your prayer closet, and you're going to have experiences. You're going to do spiritual warfare. You're going to come against demons. You're going to have visions. You're going to have you're going to have angels and demons. The body of Christ is being thrown over into the soon return of Christ. And the closer we get to that place, the more we're going to have this tangibility and this spiritual sensations. And we're going to have all of these encounters and occurrences. And the spiritual is becoming more into the natural, more and more on the good side and on the bad. But the standard of everything we do, number one, first and foremost, should be 1 Peter 2, 2. Desire above everything, like a little baby, desire, crave, another translation says, long for, the New American Standard says, long for, crave, and desire the sincere, reasonable milk of God's word, because that's what causes us to grow. Spiritual encounters do not cause growth. Prophecy does not cause growth. Um, I just had an angel walk in the room and share with me five points of my life. That's not causing growth. The word of God is what we feed on. It is That's a right. bread. It is a nourishment. It is a that. substance. So in the middle of all that you do and I do, and we have spiritual and we're, we're prophets and we do prophecy, we always want to say body of Christ in the middle of everything. Make sure the word of God and just feeding daily is that. number one, we're not throwing away any of the other. It's going to increase and get more profound and more distinct. And we're going to walk in the super hyper spiritual, but it's all based upon this foundation of God's word first. Prophecy will do you no good unless you understand the Lord, how he yeah. moves in his word. Absolutely. You won't yeah. understand it. it. It'll be gibberish to you sometimes. Yeah. So this yeah. is why it's important for you to mature in the word. Right. Yeah, First cool. on the milk. And then there's a time 
where God expects you to get off the milk and get on the meat. And that transition happens, right? And so sometimes the body of Christ, part of it, wants to stay on the milk too long. They don't want to give up the milk. They don't want to go into that growing pain season of the meat. So they look for milk. But you know what happens to milk over time? It can go sour. It can. It can go sour milk. So this is why it's important when you're nourished on the milk and then you grow up on the milk that then you have to go to the meat in order to continue. Otherwise, you're going to have very stunted growth and you're going to find yourself very emotionally and spiritually immature. Our, when I went to Bible school for three years, training for ministry, the one point that they drove home, because I went to Rama, you know, great school um, where the Hagen family is. Yes. The one point they drove home over and over. That's where the Believer's Authority book come from. Amen. Yep. The, the one point they drove home so many times and it just stuck. It was just ingrained in me is my ministry should be number one and overflow of my personal relationship my personal life. If my personal relationship with God is not flourishing, then I need to just stop ministry for a little while, get some flourishing going on because the flourishing in ministry should be an overflow of the flourishing in my personal life. And so that's why I'm having some people I'm talking with lately and I'm just encouraging them. Hey, don't stop what you're doing in ministry. Don't stop the spiritual experiences and the spiritual warfare, but just don't put it first and run after finding out who this love father is to you. You're a love child of a love God. I've done a series called love child of a love God, love child. It's a great series. And it's finding out who you are, find out your redemptive reality, find out your identity. When you find out who you truly are with him, then Amanda, the authority of the believer actually has some power behind it. It When you find out who you truly are, Then when you're sitting at the right hand of the father in Christ Jesus, you're literally able to operate and exercise that authority. So I'm just doing the same thing a lot. I'm just pointing people back to get, get associated with the father and who you are, who he calls you, who he made you. Because I'll say, if, if crazy comes tomorrow, that is going to be your bread and butter, your relationship with him you're founded in him. You absolutely are convinced and persuaded. Nothing can touch you because you have spent months and months getting built up in who you are in his eyes. That's right. You know, when Chris prays a lot, he says, and I know you've heard him say this before, nothing yeah. evil can touch this temple. Oh, I love that. Wow. He says yeah. that. And yeah. that's a sentence he can say. So he says it a lot. Nothing evil can touch this temple. It's good. Mm-hmm. Love it. Because that's what we are. We're temples, ultimately. You know? And who's going to be ruling your temple? Mm, that's the question. One. Who's going to be ruling your temple? Because who rules your temple is what grows out of it. Yeah. And comes out of it. And so constantly going back to the word and desiring that first. Like, first thing in the morning when I wake up, right? And I have to run mm. around really quick and feed all the animals, Right. I get right into the word. I get right into the word. A, because God is a God of order and I want to put him first. I want to show him that he deserves. You know what I mean? Yeah. My first. First of all. Secondly, 
I'm doing it on a daily basis. That word is anchoring in my soul and in my mind, right? In my life. And it's keeping me anchored. Mm. What happens is when you don't really go into the word and you glaze over it and you're chasing after these other things, right? Whether it's prophecy, you know what I mean? Whatever it is. What happens is you're not anchored and you blow with every wind of doctrine and everything that's said and any, you know what I mean? you got to test the spirit. I sound like a broken record all the time when I give it, test the spirit. Like I do, I say it like a broken record because (laughs) it's true. But when you're anchored in the word, it, it becomes easier for you to be like the sons of Issachar, discerning the times and the seasons and understanding what's going on. It becomes easier to do that because that's your soul food. This is your soul food. Mm-hmm. I know people love fried Ooh, chicken like and grits and collard Ooh. greens and all those wonderful things, but this is your soul food. Mm. Truly. I'm going to have to do a series called Soul Food. Thank there you, you man. I'm going to start You're stealing welcome. your material. You go right ahead, Marty. <laughs> Take away. I like that. I like that a lot. Praise God. (laughs) Well, hey, we've had a good show today. We have. Yeah, I think we've encouraged people and reminded and educated some to just take care of us on the inside. You know, don't just feed your heart and your ears and your eyes with all the stuff going on in the world and and not do it on the Word of God. Put the Word of God first. I'm not saying you neglect to see what's going on. I'm not saying you say, oh, I don't want to even know. No, I'm not saying. But first, first the Word comes first. Growing, feeding, developing, guarding, protecting, maturing, all of these things because the most valuable gift you've ever been given is this newly created spirit, the real you on the inside, the one that believes, the one that speaks, the one that fellowships with him, the one that has intimacy, the one that prays for others, the one that commands cancers to die. All of that is on the inside. Out of it, it said, flows all of the issues of life. Amen. Yeah, yeah. It does. Good. Praise God. Well, I'm going to miss that cat and pickle, I tell you. Well, so that we'll feather-footed send you pickle. To keep Marty. <laughs> what was we'll that? Send you Chester and, and, his to- and his little toy there. We need more pictures of Gus, Gus and goats, more <laughs> I, Gus goat pictures. A, oh my goodness. We'll get a picture of Gus. Yeah. We'll get a picture of <laughs> Gus with the sheep. That sounds we great. Will. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm on Nemezuga. I want to pray for you. Okay. Father God, I thank you. Okay. For there is damutam, there's a maneuvering on bagusauk, usamsiklaike. So, Father, I thank you for divine direction. For there's a maneuvering taking place even now. So, Father, I thank you that you just quicken our dear sister, Amanda and Chris and her staff, her team. Lord, that you just quicken them and just that the, the, the plan of God and the purposes, plural, the plan of God and the purposes, plural, would be fulfilled and would be revealed and would be with detail yes. in the name of Jesus to be shown unto them that they'll walk out with clarity for the call is great and the hour is greater. And the call is now being pulled to meet the greatness of the hour. For there's not many, ha ha, go so I'm sick it. 
that's embraced the orbed ministry on which you're called. And so in this hour, the call is being pulled to meet the ah, the greatness of the hour. So, Father, we thank you for the office. We thank you for the call. We thank you for the distinct, detailed assignments. And we thank you for the mantle. Oh, the mantle, preparing the way, preparing the way. Every prophet has part of that John the Baptist mantle to prepare to prepare, to preach, to stand against religion, and to declare, to prepare, and to declare that there is only one way, one way, and his name is Jesus, one way, and that's to this nation, and that's to Israel. Israel, incline thine ear unto the word of the Lord. There's only one way. There's only one way. In the precious name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Namaste, Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, I know it's the Lord when I'm trying to speak in English and I'm having tongues bubble out, so praise God. <laughs> praise God. That yes. was wonderful, Marty. Thank you. Yeah, praise God. Thank you, thank you. You're going to um, praise the Lord. Maneuver so beautifully. Yes, I think Yes, there's going to be, well, I received it. Yeah, there's, there, there's going to be a maneuver. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Good. the Lord is brilliant at maneuvers. He is amazing. So when you allow him to do it, it's brilliant the way he does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing, guys. Yeah. The Lord absolutely knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. No. Um, but I think we'll be able to get another grace out loud and because I'm looking at the date now before I come to Tulsa. So I think we're going to have another one. Yes. I think we're going to be able to get one in before I'm in Tulsa. So that'll be wonderful. So in about 10 days, you know, just in case anybody has to travel or anything, we say about 10 days. Yeah. (laughs) So go to loudmouthprayer.org, loudmouthprayer.org. Right at the top in the center is Tulsa Healing Revival for the November 10 and 11. Just click on that. That takes you. I've made the, the tickets to get in super cheap. And someone says, why do you want to charge? Because people buy a lot of tickets if you don't charge and they don't come. So we just want you to reserve a spot. That's what it's about. If you cannot afford the ticket, please reach out to me. I will personally cover it for you. It's not about the money. It's about reserving a spot. And so I don't want any complaints from anyone saying you're charging for God. Listen, if you don't know that you got to die a million times in your own personal life, that you may decrease, that he might increase, you don't even understand the value of all this in the first place. And there's your problem. Can I be any more strong? So come get healed, get healed, come and join us. We're going to have a wonderful time. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Marty, so much. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and Marty, we'll be back. We'll be back with Grace Out Loud about 10 days. We'll announce before we come on, and it'll be probably very close to when we come to Tulsa. So looking Absolutely. forward to it. Thank Good you, Marty. You. God bless you, you and Jenny. We love you. You too. Bye-bye. And that concludes Grace Out Loud. Um, I pray you got ministered to from it. There was so much that was given, praise God. And it was it was just so poignant and powerful. And we praise God for the time with it and for, and for Marty and Jenny and all they do. So God bless everyone. Thank you for joining us. Keep the faith. We love you. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter 6, Psalm 91. Say it every single day. It takes you about two to three minutes to say it. Very powerful 
psalm um the lord's prayer too and maybe we'll do this with marty we'll talk about the significance of the order of the lord's prayer but there's a huge significance to praying that and the order jesus taught us to pray in and that's what's very important about that is the order so keep the faith everyone me and sadie she's behind me right now sleeping one of our cats at the sanctuary say goodbye and have a wonderful rest of your evening and i have to tell you something they work it is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yes, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out. And wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, if you are looking to understand why the things in your body operate the way they do, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma are there to help you with all of your medical needs. In fact, I am a patient of the Functional Medical Institute. And God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But after over a year and a half, Chris is finally on board. He is a patient of Dr. Sherwood's and him listening and, and implementing what Dr. Sherwood has taught him has made a difference in his life. So if you are interested and curious as to what they do, if you'd like to make an appointment, if you'd like to see what products they have, because they have some amazing products, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Thank you. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing. You can go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble, our pig at the Animal Sanctuary that many of you know and love, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today 
Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Ark of Grace many times. He loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, if this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today. That is bh-pm.com. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about this incredible product that I use every day called Power Team. It is 130 raw superfoods. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most amazing products I have ever used. I take it every day. It helps me with energy. It helps feed my cells at the cellular level. It helps me with clarity and focus. It helps with so many things and functions in your body, including your gut as well. So if you would like to learn more about this product, if you would like to learn the 130 raw superfoods that are in this product, please go to the link below or you could go to arcofgrace-ministries.com and go to our shop section and you will find Power Team there as well. Thank you, everyone. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world, with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to amandagracegrows.com god bless hello everyone it's amanda grace i'm here to talk to you today about reawaken america i have had the honoring and humbling privilege of being able to be part of Reawaken America since the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma in April of 2021. I have watched so many moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. We have seen people healed, delivered, set free. We love to pray for people at Reawaken America. We have had the honor of praying alongside some amazing people uh, Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconato, who also deals in deliverance. And we have seen people's lives changed. We have seen them set free. We have seen people who are come seeking. And the Lord says, when you seek, you shall find. And you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. They have been seeking, and those seeds get planted for the glory of God at Reawaken America. The Word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that shall set you free and this is what we are doing at reawaken america you get biblical truth you get a foundation of the word of god and you also get necessary information right now to help you understand what is going on in america and the world and i am humbled and honored that general flynn and clay clark would even let me be a part of this and People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. They need those who are willing to boldly stand up and with the conviction and the authority from God, speak the word of the Lord into
to their lives. It is a catalyst. It is life changing. And, and we praise the Lord that we have continued in this. And we hope to see you at upcoming events that are happening this year. We hope we get to pray over you at these upcoming events.